You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. I got Kyle. Love it. Lovely dancer here. Awesome. So awesome. Miss Jessica Lasaka doing Gangnam Style for us tonight in honor of today's episode. Yes, this was, this was a big one, and it started out kind of with a big performance, and we had our own big performance in studio. <laughs> thank so, you, Jessica. Yes, thank you so much. She's uh, the Gangnam expert. I None can of tell. us could do it, so luckily we had an expert in studio today. Exactly, because I would you that would be an epic fail if I tried. <laughs> but um, you No, know, I honestly danced a Gangnam style in Studio A one day. <laughs> ooh, I wish I had been here for that. And I have footage of it. I'm going to YouTube that later. Yeah, yeah, I think we all should. Maybe you and Jessica should have a dance-off later. Okay. See. I'm done for that. Anyways, we <laughs> should probably jump into Glee. I mean, we can talk about Gangnam Style all day long. I know I could. Um, but uh, Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another uh, Glee after show. So tonight we're actually recapping two episodes, and uh, last week we had dynamic duets, and that was on Thanksgiving night. And then tonight they randomly had... Thanksgiving, and so that's um, season four, episodes seven and eight, and uh, lots to talk about, obviously. What did you guys think? Well, first of all, who are you? Oh, I am (laughs) Stephanie Wenger. I was just jumping so excitedly into Glee that I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Stephanie Wenger, though. That's awesome. Hi, Stephanie. I'm Marissa Serafini. Hi, everyone. (laughs) And I'm Sarah Mendoza, and our lovely dancer from earlier was Jessica Lasaka. (laughs) Woohoo! Sarah and all the... Uh, I'm trying to just get an adjective. But either way, she lost her clown nose and her mic is way too far away from her face. So thank you, Sarah Mendoza. Thank you. Let's get it by my face. There There you go. go. I'll let Stephanie continue talking (laughs) while you fix your mic. Yes. So um, let's jump into... Tonight we got to see kind of everybody from Glee. It it was an episode where, um, you know, the old cast, if we want to call it that, feels weird to say that, but Naya and... um, and Quinn, Quinn returned, back. which is yes. great. Santana, Quinn. We saw them all kind of jump off um, in this episode and come back and be mentors to the new Glee Club. And uh, that was super fun because we've always been missing people kind of. And we always talk about, oh, we didn't have this person. We didn't have that one. And we also got to see Rachel and Kurt in New York. So we got a taste of everyone tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. But definitely like during that homecoming like gathering performance at the very top of the show or tonight's show at least I was missing seeing Rachel there with them and Kurt there with them true you know it was a little nostalgic like it was it was cool to see Quinn back and everybody together but 
I was getting a little bit sad that, you know, they've moved on to New York and people are obviously growing apart. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, you know, we obviously were missing Rachel from and Kurt from that number, but I did like the fact that it was just the people who came back, just them singing, because we've heard Rachel and Kurt sing already um, and perform throughout this season, like regularly. Yeah. And so just to have these guys come back and have them perform together, I liked it. And I loved that we were still with Quinn, kind of. It was still the Quinn from old times. It wasn't like she came back and she was, you know, this Yale person who, you know, didn't understand the high school experience anymore yeah. and seemed separated from the group. She jumped right back in and was... Well, after her whole punk phase <laughs> that she went through. Oh, yeah. That was not <laughs> a good... That wasn't yeah. even really Quinn, though. She wasn't herself. No, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> but, um, and I love that she kind of took on mentoring. She was the one, I felt like, who really mentored the entire, all the girls in the group yeah a bit <laughs> i like it yeah i liked it too and i well, well she took she took the lead and i think a big part of it was and kitty kept talking about it she's pretty much a legend to the cheerios and girls look up to her even though she had kind of a uh risque past there at the school the girls aspired to be her on the cheer squad and kitty definitely made that known and it was very flattering for Quinn in this episode. So I think she kind of owned it, was thankful for that, and said, you know what, I'm going to use my power or whatever it is um, as best as I can, and I'm going to help these girls bloom. Yeah, and yeah. she also stood up for herself in a way that we hadn't really seen before um, with Santana. She, you know, was unwilling. She was like, you're getting in the way of what I think is right. And she was like, you're blaming Kitty for everything that's going wrong, even though... Santana was absolutely right to do that, as we saw later in the episode. Mm -hmm. But um, but she stood up and was like, Kitty's not doing anything wrong, and blah, blah, blah. And she really kind of stood up for what she believes in. It's almost as if she's just trying... She's just assuming that protector role for the girls because not only was it with Kitty, but with Marley as well, right? Um, because... She wanted to protect Marley from the Puckerman boys because so she had her whole or ordeal with um, Puck before. And now with the little brother, she doesn't want to see that he's also going to break sweet Marley's heart. I think uh, it was interesting how um, Quinn didn't see how mean Kitty is. And I think it's the fact that, yes, Kitty idolized her. Mm -hmm. And I think she she took that and just, like, overlooked everything else about Kitty. And that just kind of blinded her, blinded her a bit. Yeah, and I, f I feel like that's kind of understandable in, in that, like, Quinn has always wanted to be the admired one. She was the one going after prom queen, all of that. And to have someone finally be admiring her, I mean... I think that that's exactly what she, you know, always dreamed of. And that's true because we've seen in previous um, seasons that Quinn talks to Rachel and she's always saying Rachel has everything and like she gets all the better numbers and whatnot. And so once uh, Quinn realized that she's getting all this attention from other people, she, she loves it. Yeah, and I mean, it. we can jump into this a little bit in predictions, but I kind of felt like I'm so excited to see the Quinn and Rachel reunite maybe in New York. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's like, it sounded it's so... Better. It's I know, amazing. <laughs> well, they kind of hinted to it because she hasn't used the ticket yet right. that, you know, she has been given, right? So she kind of mentions that I still have that ticket that yeah. I can use. Right. Quinn gave the ticket to Rachel. True. And, th they, m and they mentioned that... Uh, 
Rachel was the one that gave it to Quinn, but it was actually Quinn that gave it to Rachel. Yeah. So you, they had it backwards? Yeah, they had it backwards. They had it backwards, and they got it wrong. That's, ooh, a mistake so we, on so Marissa Glee. Marissa knows more than the show runners. I was going to say, good catch, Marissa. All right, because I was like, oh, yeah, ticket. That that happened. Like, I remembered I it, but you remembered all the details. Um, we should write them. Yeah. Write them and just be like, got this detail wrong. Come on. <laughs> Marissa knows all. We should all bow down to Marissa. Oh, <laughs> but um, you can totally let us know what you think of what we're doing here. And, you know, Marissa's good catch. Comment on that. All of that over at, um, on iTunes. And uh, really a fun way to comment and rate and helps us know what you like and all of that good stuff. Yeah, because we just love hearing from you guys, whether it's good or bad. You know, our goal is to put on a good after show for you guys. We are Glee fans. We're Gleeks, and we know that you're Gleeks, too. So we just all want to, you know, come together and talk about a show that we enjoy. So weigh in, comment, and rate on iTunes. Love it. And, yeah, one of my favorite things from this episode was the, actually from the past two episodes, actually, was this ongoing love triangle that we have between Jake, Ryder, and Marley. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I like the fact that Jake and Ryder, like, they have this newfound bromance going on from last week's bromance <laughs> yeah um you know they're finally getting along and I, I, it's enjoyable that's so funny because naturally you would want to talk about marley and them right. but she goes straight to the bromance yeah it's well <laughs> last week we saw them literally fighting twice in the episode and mm-hmm. then this week they they truly have each other's backs and supporting each other i think that what was most touching i was actually watching this episode um with my family last week and my mom and i were just so touched by when um, I guess Ryder admitted to the fact that he couldn't read and um, ended up having dyslexia in the episode that um, some that Jake stood up and you know told Finn about it so he could get the help he needed because mm-hmm. this is obviously something they're juniors about and mm-hmm. it's something he's been struggling with for a long time right and what I like that they're doing with it with his character with Jake mm-hmm. is that they're not making him exactly like his older brother because it shows that he's a bit more mature than his older brother because you know that Puck wouldn't have done that. You know, he would have been beating him up or something or just being the poor sport about everything. But he's actually showing that he's got a heart and he cares about this guy. Yeah. And he wants to help him out. I kind of feel like he's in a lot of ways 180 degrees from Puck. Like, Puck has a good heart, but you, you never... You kind of had these moments of seeing it, but it was few and far between kind of where with um with his brother you kind of see it all the time that he's this good guy but he's struggling kind of in the opposite way he's struggling a little bit but he's trying to be the good guy yeah right so it's kind of opposite where puck is more so on the bad side where there's glimpses of goodness and then jake he's more so on the good side where he and he kind of falls back into bad habits from time to time absolutely yeah totally yeah so So they're kind of opposite i i i I kind of agree um but so who do you think that marley is more into jake or Ryder? this was like the thing that kept popping up in my head throughout the episode well last episode (laughs) is different than this episode i'll say that yeah it's true. I, I definitely, uh, as much as it pains to say this, um, I'm going to say Jake. Because yeah. when you see them together, it's real. It's genuine. They really do care about each other. And the writer is just the person who has, you know, that 
puppy love and he's just trying to get Marley but I think Marley already has a thing for Jake that mm. and Jake was before Ryder so there's always you know the first your first crush or whatever this is going to be <laughs> I know I I'm starting to feel like Jake really really wants to be with her but so does Ryder so I'm torn between who would be better for her there's moments of both of them and last week as you said a different answer than this week for sure yeah I feel like um for Marley in my opinion I think she kind of was into both she's into both of them obviously and since she's into both of the men or guys boys whatever (laughs) you know (laughs) they're not men yet they're still boys she's she's into (laughs) both of the boys I think it's whoever was going to step it up and, like, try and win her over. And although both of them are being sweet to Marley, obviously Jake's a little bit more aggressive about it. Yeah. You know? So he's he's going to go there and go take her. And Puck is totally encouraging that type of yeah. behavior to yeah. be aggressive with her and, you know, and get in there rather than kind of take the slow route. And that's definitely what we're seeing with Ryder. He had to cancel a date in last week's episode which actually opened the door for Jake um, because he had I think he had to get um, like tutoring yeah, for his right. for his learning disability yeah and we we also saw last week that Jake called Puck and <laughs> Puck being in LA I'll love it and uh, <laughs> we'll touch more on that but um he called Puck, and Puck, you know, gave him advice. So, yes, it is being proactive and actually, you know, doing something about it. Completely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I feel like right now Jake definitely has the upper hand. Yeah. Um, but we still have the Christmas episode to go, and we always know that in Glee, that's a game changer. Yes. Christmas episodes change everything. <laughs> so. And I don't, I don't really think that um, Ryder, Ryder is um, trying at all right now because he's kind of resigned to letting his friend go ahead and go for it you know he's not he's not going to be that guy that disrespects his friend after having that conversation and goes behind his back to try and steal her away i agree and also he tonight also it's not just marley that he's taking a step back from it was also in the performance he took mm-hmm. he didn't want the lead anymore he realized that jake was the better dancer and so he stepped down and gave it to jake even though jake was willing to teach him how to how to dance properly mm-hmm. so we're definitely seeing a lot of that bromance yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i just felt like with this episode i wanted kind of a conclusion I, I mean not a conclusion but I guess more about Jake and Ryder and Marley I felt like we're still very much like how's it gonna go we're in the middle of this love triangle for sure for sure yeah. but I really did like the moment right before they took the stage where Jake stepped in and comforted comforted uh, Marley mm-hmm. because she was so anxious and nervous about you know going on stage and doing well and that showed that genuine concern that he has for her it's not just oh he wants to hook up with her he really cares about the well-being of this girl and, and I think there was another factor um, why uh, I keep I keep wanting to call him Blake but Ryder why Ryder stepped down um, I think another factor might be because Ryder realizes that Marley might be more comfortable on stage if she danced with Jake instead of him, even though Jake is, mm. yes, the better dancer, but I think that <gasps> I might be another thing that. Yeah. And why he stepped down. We also haven't gotten into Marley's major storyline of tonight, which was her continuing issues with the eating disorder. She, I mean, at, at um, 
Kitty is kind of doing, she's throwing up her food and I guess taking laxatives, Santana found laxatives in her bag. She's having a major issue. She's not really eating and we saw her kind of struggling with her health tonight too. We knew it was going to take a turn. We all predicted it, that she was not going to be so healthy and um, and everyone's asking her, is she okay? Is she okay? And she's like, I haven't slept, eaten in days, obviously. And you kind of, and obviously yeah. at the end of this episode, I mean, we can just jump to it and say that the very end of the episode, you see her passed out on stage and everyone running towards her. And yeah, we yeah. don't know till next week. I mean, it's, it's tough being that age. And even, you know, at the age that we're at now, where we're, we're older than that already, people mm-hmm. struggle with those kind of issues about physical appearance, body image. And when there's somebody telling you and kind of egging you on like, yeah, you really need to lose that weight and be perfect. Right. It's tough, especially when you're in those formative years where you're still trying to find your true security in yourself. You know, you're more it's you're more susceptible to falling into that kind of uh, behavior where you're harming yourself just yeah. to fit the mold. Yeah, and less last week kitty kitty's such an instigator in all of this because last week uh we hear marley she says that she's been throwing up her food food every day that week and kitty kept when kitty's talking to marley she keeps mentioning looking fat and not like not being heavy or anything she says looking fat like that's that's Mm -hmm. very degrading and so (laughs) just that imagery you know wouldn't make marley do it even more it just makes me question every time that Kitty goes after her. It shows how insecure Kitty really is about herself. Because if mm-hmm. you're going after someone else about how fat they are and how awful they look, mm-hmm. it's how you ultimately probably feel inside, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Yes. And plus, she's probably bitter because she was dating uh, Jake. You know, that was yeah. her man at the beginning of this whole season, you know. And now he's left her for Marley. So she's probably got that in the back of her mind, like, this is the girl that took away my boyfriend. It's so true. And I need to prove that I'm better than her. So I'm going to tell her that she's not as skinny as I am or whatever. And Marley, you know, she is getting lead songs and stuff. So Kitty also has that um, mm-hmm. vendetta against her to just to, you know, knock her down a bit. Yeah. And I mean, we, as we mentioned, kind of are seeing all these new characters come out and they're getting a lot of the major storylines but it was nice to have everybody back and if you need to catch up on anything Glee related you can go to Amazon and you know get all the season one through three DVDs and uh, and just go actually to AfterBuzzTV.com and then um, there's a link over to Amazon and it gets a little bit back to us and it helps us out a little bit and so we can continue to do tons of fun programs for you. I think we have 40 shows. Is that right, Phil? Something well, like that's that. right. Shop for the holidays. Shopaholics. Yes. You're not American unless you get people a lot of expensive gifts. <laughs> and do it online. Why? Because you want to sit at home and watch Glee. You don't have Why to do you have to leave your house? Exactly. And you don't have to deal with crazy parking lots, which yeah. is what I've been dealing with all week. You know, I actually bought season one and two of Glee on DVD. 
Ooh, you know you week. bought my present for me already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what Sarah's expecting. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm a big Amazon shopper too, so I'm excited to it. do it through AfterBuzz. So yeah, click on to AfterBuzz and then over to Amazon. Um, but we should jump back to Glee here, and this was sectionals. I can't believe we're all ready to sectionals. To, yeah. I feel like we normally it's later on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that feel? I don't know. It feels really soon for sectionals. I think with yeah. previous seasons, there's such a buildup for sectionals. The focus is sectionals, you know. Right. Whereas now we've got multiple plot lines that are there. You that go, we're follow- Sarah. That we're I was following. gonna say second time I had to yell I, at you. I felt the eyes just <laughs> burning into the side of my head here, looking at my mic. <laughs> no, okay. And Sarah yet again has it one more time farther away. Oh no! Marissa, can what you is show what is delicate wrong balance. with this thing? Okay. Can you show her how to do this? There we Sarah's go. Sarah's never hosted. I never. never. This is my first time. L- looking good, Sarah. I think you got it. You got it right for now. Lost my train of thought because somebody was <laughs> bothering me over there. No. Okay. Sectionals and how. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So I was just saying with the previous seasons, if you didn't hear me, because my mic was away from my mouth. <sighs> Um, there's such a buildup for sectionals. That is the main goal for these kids. And now we're following so many different pro- plot lines other than sectionals. But I think that's why we're missing the buildup to th- to this actual yeah, night. Yeah, I think that there's them. been so much going on. And it also has these new characters that, um, you know, we've had to get introduced to and all of that that... Um, it feels like it's finally like sectionals and we, I feel like this was the first week in a long time that we've seen this gelled group. For a long time there's divisions in the new group and kind of a divide between the old group and other than Rachel and Kurt we kind of had everyone together and this this is the first week we've really had that happen and sectionals was really fun we also had the warblers back which yeah. was cool to see I mean without Blaine but and Blaine almost in last week's episode went back to the warblers which is yeah. crazy to think about um mm-hmm. he was hurt over Kurt and thought like maybe I'll go back there and they love me and they gave him you know the his blazer his blazer back and you know and he fits in there and he said I think he said that it was like his legacy to be there or something his birthright his birthright his birthright and destiny see (laughs) Marissa just has all the details I should always turn to Marissa um but um I was a little worried for a second I last episode I thought he might go there I, I had he looked so comfortable yeah. singing with them. Well, yeah. that's where he first started originally. So yes, he that is his home, like original place. It is, and he rocked that song. So yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. he is so good with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Corey won him over. Actually, Corey, um, not Corey, Finn. I would just want to call them all by their actors' names. <laughs> Finn and Sam won him over yes. and got him back to the Glee Club. But we did see the Warblers do a great job tonight with two songs um and we'll get into all those songs um later on in the show but they did a great job and then then we of course got to new directions uh with (laughs) kingdom style as we saw earlier in the show and 
we kind of saw the dance level of the entire <laughs> cast, which was, you know, a side note to the episode. But there were definitely some people who were on the dances and others who <laughs> struggled a little more with it. And I mean, I respect it all because I don't think I could do much better. <laughs> but I guess what does that say that Jessica can actually do it in studio? I know. <laughs> can, like, our Glee cast can't even. We're can't all even very impressed. Yeah, I mean, they probably had 18 choreographers working yeah. with them on that, and they and some of them still were struggling a bit. What did you think about that song as the choice for their sectionals performance? Um, I'll I, ask you first, and I'll respond. Oh, I just, <laughs> for me, I felt like it wasn't a bad choice. It's been a song of the year. I mean, it's it makes sense for Glee to cover it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it was my sectionals choice, or if they did do it for sectionals, I definitely wanted a second song um a diff something like that big ballad that we normally get from rachel and i don't know who would be able to do that in the cast but marley maybe marley, marley would be yeah see if marley hadn't passed out we probably would have gotten to the ballad big number because usually um during sectionals they perform three different songs and that was only the first one and then marley passed out but mm-hmm. um to answer your question i yet like Stephanie said, it, it, that is a big number. Um, everyone knows it, and but I, I don't know. I, it, it, it was definitely fun for Glee, mm-hmm. and I can understand why they would cover it. But I don't think it would really. It's not necessary to cover that right. particular song. And I agree that it's so fitting for Glee to cover such a highly publicized song that's really hot right now. But. You know, they could have put it in another episode, maybe, rather than having it be the opener for their sectionals performance. Yeah, I just wanted, I guess, a big a big moment from them. And that song, yeah. as fun as it is, seemed a little anticlimactic to me. Right. Like, if this was the real world and it was that performance against what the Warblers did, yeah. sad to say, but our Glee, our Glee cast would not have won. You know, it would have been the Warblers. Yeah. As of right now, probably yes. I agree. Um, so maybe we should jump into some songs. Ready yeah. for to do songs? Um, so we have a bunch of songs, and we'll briefly do last week's stuff. Shame, but um, this is the rock alternative to Gangnam Style. Love it. Uh, it's a song from the '90s. According to who? Speed Tech. You got the right to shake your booty. <laughs> so you have to demonstrate now how to you know, shake your booty. I actually heard the song like a couple days ago. <laughs> so oh, funny. was Phil playing it all day or something? Yeah, I think Martin was. <laughs> so. No, it's actually uh, it, the re- only reason I know it was because our co-founder, Kevin Undergaro, for MTV, when they did Singled Out, that was a song. Oh my so god! So much and, fun. Yeah. And unlike Gangnam Style, it was actually not a very big song, but they were trying to make it big, which was <laughs> a funny idea. Anyway, no, so no. check it out. You no, got the right funny. to shake your booty. <laughs> All right. So we'll start out with last week. Uh, the Warblers did um, "Dark Side" by Kelly Clarkson, which I loved. I thought great it, song. Great, yeah, great song and a great choice for them. And with this week them doing "New Direction," it just it felt like different choices. I like seeing the variety with the Warblers. And then um, Sam and Blaine, which I don't think we've seen them sing together before. Sam and Blaine, like just the two of them. I don't remember that ever being a... That was such no, a like handsome performance. It was a <laughs> handsome performance. I, I love your description. I find them both to be so attractive. Yeah. And it was Hero by David Bowie. And it kind of was all a hero theme because 
uh, they all dressed as superheroes mm-hmm. last week and so much fun. Um, and I love this song anyways, but uh, Ryder and Jake doing Superman, which mm-hmm. was a really fun performance because you kind of, it was the beginning of the bromance. The oh, little, yeah. <laughs> it started off as a little competition though, right? Yeah, that was when they were both fighting for Marley's at- uh, affection. I really liked it when they ripped off their shirts. Naturally, <laughs> I liked that part. And, and, I, and I also loved it because it said MS and then Artie was like, isn't that a degenerative disease? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was thinking Mendoza Sarah, like they, they were like into me for a second. No. So true. <laughs> no. Mega stuff. Wishful wishful thinking. Of course. Um <laughs> and the one that I wasn't such a fan of, even though Marley does have a great voice, was holding out for a hero. Um, it just yeah. for some reason didn't click for me in the best way. Yeah, I agree. I mean it it was good when um Kitty and Marley performing together it was a nice performance, but I personally I've heard that song way too many times. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and performed by everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, exactly. You and I were on the same page with that. We and always agree. Always agree. <laughs> we're just always we need right. Some, like mix in here. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. I think Marley could have showed also a little bit more of a superhero like courageous attitude to this song rather than her sweet self. You know, she was kind of being the wallflower performing. And that was I her think. thing. WF wallflower. Yeah. Which Kitty, right. Kitty changed it to woman fierce. I like it. Which she, <laughs> in, that, in my opinion, did not embody in no. that performance. Nope. No. Which is why. But um, this week we got a great start to the episode. I think this was one of my favorite performances of the season, actually. I love this. I love one of the songs and I love Simon and Garfunkel too, but um, Homeward Bound slash Home, kind of a medley of the two <laughs> um, by Philip Phillips and Simon Garfunkel. Um, Simon and Garfunkel. And uh, it was Quinn, Puck, Mercedes, um, Santana, Mike, and um, Finn all doing it together, which just so much fun so to have them all awesome. back. Great opening. I, and I, I like how they all came from the different parts of the theater. Right. I had goosebumps. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you guys were super into it. I loved it. it Great so. opening. And then Brittany, Santana, and Quinn, which a girl power performance right there. Um, the Supremes come see about me. Just because I love the Supremes, I think this was one of my favorite performances of the night. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, and for me, Quinn's aura reminds me of that like 60s, 70s mm-hmm. type of girl. So I thought it was so f- fitting for her for her character to be the lead in that performance. And I loved how Quinn had like led both of those songs. Mm-hmm. She led the opening because we started the episode right on her. Right. And then this song as well. So. Well, I think all the numbers. fans have been waiting so long for her yeah. to come back <laughs> that they needed to have her be a major part of this episode. Right. I hope it doesn't mean she won't come back again. I right. hope so yeah. too. I love her. So it's awesome. Um, and then we mentioned a little bit about the Warblers but they did live well, live while we're young, which is a One Direction song, and got stuck in my head always. Um, so I was like, immediately I knew like from the first beat what it was, which is <laughs> really sad. But and I didn't know it at all. It, yeah, it, it, that it song has been stuck in my head for weeks, but that's fine. Um, and then whistle and by Flow Rider. Whistling by Flow Rider. You know what was funny about um, when they were singing the whistling, uh, and I don't know. Um, I just. I've done years of musical theater, and whistling on stage is actually bad luck. 
Oh, is it? I yeah. didn't know that. It's it's bad luck in theaters, and them all they're all whistling on stage. I'm like, mm, however, okay. we all know that they're not actually talking about whistling. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but such, they were. It's such a dirty <laughs> connotation yeah, that know. song. I know, but so true. They, no, I, I, that, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting yes. point, but yeah. but they were physically whistling too. So yeah, right. True. Well, maybe that means mm. they'll lose. Hopefully. Well, we Let's don't know yet. Know. That's it's gonna be big. Cliffhanger. And then we had kind of a, I mean, it wasn't a mini performance, but it was an unexpected performance. A um, Sarah Jessica Parker obviously returned as Isabel, um, with Kurt and Rachel in their apartment, um, singing the Scissor Sisters. Um, Let's have a Kiki. Is that? Uh huh. Is that right? That's right. what it. That's what it's at. And I looked it up. I was like, okay, mash that's the name up. of the song. It was Never a mashup too song. with a Turkey Lurkey Time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> by so promises, funny. promises. So much fun that performance. Honestly, this was my favorite of the night. Really? Okay. I loved it. It was so like Vogue dramatic and I'm I'm like a musical freak so yeah. vo- dramatic Vogue like really gets me. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I'm such a huge Sarah Jessica Parker fan. So. I can't get enough of her and she's yeah. so good on Glee that it's fun to have her back kind of in New York City and mm-hmm. it feels different from Sex in the City but still in that same fun vein. Yeah sure. it, it was fun it was quirky and I loved how they suddenly tied in the Let's eat turkey. Yeah, and Brody was there and kind of didn't know how to handle it at all. I also thought it was beautifully shot. It kind of reminded me, I don't know if you've seen Rent the Movie. Yes. But just how, like, the camera is showing all different angles of that room and all the chaos is going on. I I just thought it was so cool how it was done and directed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So in terms of them, though, you kind of saw that, uh, sorry, that, uh, Kurt is forgiving uh, Blaine a little bit. He gives him a call and, and maybe not forgiving, but trying to at least have a conversation, open the door um, to Blaine. And Rachel is has a moment, at least, with Brody um, while they're preparing mm. the turkey, which was so crazy. <laughs> I think they had a moment with the turkey. They, they, yeah, they, they, that was weird. It was weird. It was a little awkward. We rubbing the turkey. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which sounds really wrong, but they were literally massaging yeah. the turkey together in a very mm-hmm. sexual way. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. okay, as gross as it as it is, their chemistry is so hot. <laughs> it's yes, so there's so much like tension there. I have to say, I think I say it every week, but I'm a huge Finchel fan. But I agree, their chemistry is great. Um, nice. But I still want Finchel back together. <laughs> um, on that note, should we get into some news and gossip? Sure, let's do it. After Buzz TV News. So, a little bit of uh, Ryan Murphy kind of does a few things where he gives clues on his Twitter. um, And he recently tweeted out a picture of Finn taking a scenic nighttime stroll with Marley, which got all the fans kind Mm. of outraged about it. And they were like, is there... A romantic relationship between Finn, who is a teacher, and Marley, and mm. I, it, I wouldn't have thought that when I looked at the photo. You'll have to go to Ryan Murphy's Twitter to check it out. But um, I, but I was right, and he is that is not actually happening, at All least right. according to the actress who plays 
Um, <laughs> and everyone Marley. lets out a sigh across the world. Exactly. Melissa told The Hollywood Reporter, um, they're cut from the same cloth. They both are loyal people, very determined, and want to do what's right. They both care about this Glee Club like crazy, and in that respect, they definitely see the eye, t- eye to eye. They have a connection, but I don't think it's anything romantic. Okay. And so... I think it's safe to say that that door is definitely shut, especially after seeing the scenes from next week's episode. Hopefully it will... uh Well, that's good. But I can see why people might think something's going on because we all know that Quinn has a thing for women who have lead roles, you know? Yeah. Rachel had, like, every lead song, and that that turns him on. (laughs) So So true. I can understand why people might think that. I, I mean, and it was like a little bit of a sweet scene. I think we've seen similar things with Rachel before. So maybe fans weren't totally crazy for thinking it. I'm just glad that it's not actually happening because that's a little <laughs> too creepy even for Glee. Um, yeah. And uh, then we have some news on the, um, kind of on the gossip front, I guess. Uh, Leah Michelle and Cory Monteith, we talk about it all the time, are... Um, actually a couple in real life and they're becoming a little more open about it they've hit it for a long time um that they kind of were spotted out by paparazzi but never talked about it particularly and leah michelle opened up to flair magazine and talked about that you know they're he's such a sweet guy to her and how all canadian guys are you know (laughs) like good guys but um he's the best and, uh, yeah, she says, um, you know, Canada makes some great dudes, and he's definitely one of them. Just the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I mean, super sweet and That's awesome. Adorable. That's cute. And then also kind of Corey is opening up as well. He tweeted a picture last week over Thanksgiving break. They obviously had a hiatus from the show, and they went um, back to Vancouver, where he's from, and he tweeted a picture of them snowboarding together. So definitely opening up a little bit. And I know you have something else there. Yeah, well, according to wetpaint.com, Leah Michelle has also expressed her love <laughs> for uh, Chris Colfer's book that he's put out. Such and a cute it's book. It's a children's book called The Land of Stories, The Wishing Spell. So for all you fans out there who want to go find it and buy it, maybe on Amazon through afterbuzztv.com. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Land of Stories, The Wishing Spell. Um, so she says she's been reading it now and that she absolutely praises Chris for what he's done with it. And she can't wait to see the other stories that it comes out with. But a really fun children's book that he has out there. Woohoo! I yeah. I saw it in Barnes and Noble it. and it looks super cute. And so. you didn't buy it? I didn't oh. buy it, but <laughs> I did look at it and it's adorable. I actually work with kids, so maybe I will buy it. Um, <laughs> you can buy it on Amazon. I can buy it on Amazon. Do that. Um, and should we get into some predictions? Yeah. Well, one more one more thing though, I wanted to say. Point out that I thought was cool for Gangnam Style. Although we thought it was a fun performance, maybe not the best for sec- sectionals. What I thought was cool they all learned Korean for this performance. Yeah. I I know that's crazy, and and uh, I think it's funny frost. that Jana uh, Ushko I don't know how to say her last Ushko, name Ush- Tina Ashkowitz. Um, she's Korean American, yeah. but she actually speaks no Korean. So they put her as the front 
kind of the front lady for that song because she's Korean, but she had to learn it also herself. Yeah, she said it took her hours to yeah. do, like, yeah. and, which is understandable. I, yeah, and she, she had to learn phonetics and all that. Yeah, which yeah. is, oh. I mean, just a huge challenge, but they pulled it off. I mean, it was a great performance. It wasn't Seriously? bad. It wasn't yeah. too far from yeah, exactly. what we've been hearing every five minutes on the radio. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> but then again, we don't know Korean, so of course that sounded really I, that's good. True, that's true. We <laughs> probably should get someone who knows I have Korean a lot of in Korean here. Korean right. friends, and I'm around it a lot, and I think it was pretty good. I was gonna say, check in with them, see what they think. But um, <laughs> they so think it's hilarious. By the way, I've actually talked to them. They think it's hilarious uh, that it's become so popular in America. They actually live in Korea, and I was skyping with them about it, and they think it's hilarious that it's I mean, such a hit. It, he they broke Justin Bieber's like baby it's the most watched youtube oh video yeah which that is, was a huge song i know just crazy to think about but we should get back to glee and i'm so excited for next week's episode and so now, we're- and now you're after buzz tv predictions Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> we can never get enough of this <laughs> That's right. Jessica, come back up here. <laughs> so fun. Um, but we kind of saw lots of drama going on next week. Um, and, and I'm excited. I'm excited, it. too. Yeah. And we saw a brief kiss no. moment between Sam and Brittany. So I guess our prediction is that Brittany's bisexual. Yeah, oh, or at <laughs> least exploring. We kind of knew Brittany was bi, at least bi. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, she she hooked up with Artie earlier in the mm-hmm. seasons, and, you know, she hooked up with Santana. So we knew she was at least bi. So, yeah, and I'm excited also. I think that hopefully by Christmas we'll see Blaine and um, Kurt reunited, which I think is another one that i am so been waiting for. I know a spoiler right. alert, and I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> Don't we'll say it now. It say it right here. Spoiler we'll dis- alert. We'll discuss it next spoiler week. Spoiler alert. So if you want to hear what happens with that, you yeah. Can. <laughs> right. you can't tell us that and not tell us. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. Oh. No. <laughs> going to wait till next week. You're can't. Unnecessary roughness. I was going to say party foul. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Marissa, any good predictions? Um, well, n- not so much, actually. I think that uh, I'd love to see more Quinn, and I still think that um, something between Will and Emma's going to go down. I mean, I hate to see them break up, but there's I think there's going to be a big fight because now that Will's in Washington, D.C., there's distance, and that's never good. And I think that Santana is going to kick Sam's ass. At least verbally or something. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Good predictions. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Tweet us. You can tweet me at Stephanie Wanger, and you can obviously tweet at AfterBuzz TV as well. And I am Marissa Serafini, and I changed my Twitter thanks Woo-hoo. to Kevin, who's been yelling at me for the last two weeks to change it. So it is at Serafini TV. So if you had trouble spelling my first name, now you're going to have trouble spelling my last name. It's yeah. S- yeah. There. Go ahead. Yeah. It's S E R A F I N I T V. Nice. All right. And and I'm Sarah Mendoza. You can tweet me at S-A-R-A-H Mendoza with a Z. Thank you so much for watching. And next week, we'll have some special guests for you, too. So Yes, we will actually have some Glee Project people on our yes. show. excited. Abraham and Christy Wink. will be back on our show hosting with us next week. Yes. yes. Shout yeah. out to Christy. Yeah, and Abraham will be in studio with us. So, so excited, excited to have, have that back. happen. Thank you so much for watching. So.
From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.